This is about providing long-term support for hurting individuals in partnership with caring individuals and then just doing what makes sense for each community to put those things in place, provide that support on an ongoing and long-term and sustainable basis. Are you ready to reinvent your organization and create a workplace of the future? Welcome to the Optimized Workplace. My name is Fran Dean Bishop, and I'm the founder and CEO of Aerobody. Join me each week as I welcome innovators, A-listers, and trailblazers who will share their individual experiences with creating an optimized workplace. This podcast will inspire you to find new and unique ways of helping your organization thrive while providing an exceptional experience for your employees and nourishing their well-being. Ready to get started? Learn more at theoptimizedworkplace.co. Welcome to The Optimized Workplace. I'm your host, Fran Dean Bishop, where our discussions with influencers, experts, and innovators are helping transform the well-being and sustainability of today's workplaces and spaces. Today, I have the honor of welcoming one of Aerobody's esteemed strategic partners, iCare Executive Director Cheryl Brown. iCare is the Institute Center for Addiction Recovery Education, providing training courses and programs that are designed to get this, folks, which is really important, meet the rapid changing needs of professionals working in substance abuse and mental health services. So start where you're doing. This is a conversation you definitely want to hear, especially when we see what's happening in the workplace today. Cheryl has over 20 years of experience as a professional in human resources, management, recovery support, and adult education. Cheryl is a strong advocate for recovery support services and serves as a faculty member for the University of Phoenix and Strayer University, where she regularly shares her knowledge and passion relating to these issues and others. Cheryl, it is my pleasure. Welcome to the Optimized Workplace. Well, Fran, thank you so much for inviting me to be here. I'm looking forward to spending time with you and sharing whatever I have that's of value to your listeners. So let's do this thing. There's a lot going on in the workplace regarding these issues. Yes, there is. And what do you mean, whatever you have to share? This is a this is a real phenom and pro folks. So <laughs> if you are, just let me give a caveat to this. If you're leading a team, if you're managing a company, if you are a senior leadership of a company, if you're working in education, if you're working in workforce development, human resources, this is one of those coveted episodes you want to listen to and also be able to go back to because very rarely will you find as you're looking through. So we just had a show this week on mental health yep. and how you know employers are being game changers. But if you're really looking for strategies, tactics, resources around how to support employees today, this is a show you want to listen to. And this is an expert you want to listen to because this is, uh, I think, at ongoing um, epidemic proportions, right? And I know, Cheryl, you're going to unpack that. But my first question to you with eye care is, how is eye care supporting employers and employees today, particularly post-pandemic with what we're seeing? Great question. And thank you for actually framing this properly. This is like one of the leading, if not the leading issue for the workplace today. So the way that eye care is supporting these issues is multiple on multiple fronts we train and certify 
professionals, both clinical and non-clinical practitioners who work in the field of substance use disorder and behavioral health. So when you talk behavioral health, Fran, I know you know this, but we're talking both sides of the coin, right? Mental health and substance misuse, addiction and recovery, they go together under behavioral health. So we train and provide training and certification for individuals who are clinical practitioners, as well as non-clinical practitioners in these new and evolving areas of opportunity, particularly think workforce development. We're training and certifying the workforce of professionals who do this work in complement to and supplement to those other existing and legacy organizations, programs, procedures, and things that people are most accustomed to working with. Your mental health practitioners, EAP providers, insurance company, formal treatment. Those are the traditional means by which people get support for these issues. And we train those folks, but in this new post-pandemic era, we're in the workplace in a totally new way because we've been able to provide products and training programs for these non-clinical folks who have lived experience or who just want to show up and help because there's so much disruption in the workplace in particular. People are just kind of in crisis with how do I get my arms around it and cope? So we're working with health and wellness organizations like AeroBodies and we are together creating new and innovative solutions that are customized, developed for the workplace that can be utilized by all of those folks that you mentioned as part of your introduction. We're engaging everyone who has a heart and an interest to provide support to hurting individuals or just curious individuals who want to learn more about these topics. <laughs> and let me, let's them. unpack that a little bit for folks, Cheryl, because I think that, you know, when people hear mental health experts, yep. sometimes they, you know, you know, it's that long lens or long arm, well, that's not really my folks, or that's not really something I need to get into, but I want to set, I want to frame this okay. so that people understand this is very applicable yes. to you know, uh, Catherine, the leader or yep. Joseph, who just, you know, has a team that's in manufacturing or yep. Ted, who, you know, just had maybe have this a team of 10 or 15 folks that he's overseeing that are just doing regular um, uh, professional services work. And this is yep. why this is so important. So a couple of things, when we were running fitness and wellness centers, pre-pandemic, before everything stopped. And then, you know, obviously we closed some of those facilities, particularly in the federal government, even commercial services for a while. We'd have things come up that our our employees would call us with, you know, that are, you know, these are exercise physiologists or health therapists or even, you know, fitness trainers, whatever. One day we had um, a couple of uh, folks have to call us because one of the facilities where they were located was yep. near a metro. So in some federal facilities, believe it or not, if you're not in the Washington, D.C. area, the way our metro system works is because there's so many people that work in an agency. It could be 2,000, 3,000, 10,000 people. Sometimes the metros, the way they are connected, they're directly in the building, okay? Right. The subway, think subway. So one day 
we had, well, this has happened twice now, where we had people getting off at a stop mm-hmm. and there was an active shooter situation. Yeah. yeah. So our employees had to take cover. Yep. Or they had to, in one case, there was somebody who was an active shooter that was right in the same corridor as where our fitness center was located. Yep. So for us as an employer, we immediately had to see how do we support this person who's been traumatized. Right. Or you have people showing up to the fitness center or the wellness center saying, what do you have for trauma or PTSD or mental health? So let's fast forward during the pandemic. So during the pandemic, as a company, everybody's supported behavioral health, COVID first response, uh, first responders, all sorts of things, right? And yep. so in that period or that juxtaposition, yep. we also supported the professional services clients who just wanted some sort of fitness or wellness or health services yep. sort of support. However, in both yep. of those tagotomies, you have employees yep. that are on the front lines of dealing with a shutdown of, of global proportions that yes, we've never dealt with before. And all of a sudden, they are super sensitive to taking on information from people, supporting people through their own trauma or pandemic, what have you. So with all of that, all those layers, Cheryl, and everyone who's listening to this particular yes. episode, how then do you take some of the strategies or resources mm-hmm. that eye care provides to support, yep. I call everybody in that, this case, a first line responder. Yeah, that's a great question. And you have painted the scenario of a day in the life of all of us these days. You know, there there's terms, they call it permacrisis. You know, there's nowhere you can go where you are not anxious, distressed, worried, afraid, encountering people who are struggling with one of these issues. And so the answer to your question is, initially, we want to create psychological safety around these issues in the workplace so that people feel safe to ask for help or reach out to access resources to get what the services that they need, regardless of the type. And so what I care is doing is training individuals within the workplace. Again, could be senior level executives, could be the HR team, could be your safety, your health, your wellness providers. It could be anyone. It could be the union steward. It could be the DEI coordinator. It could be the first level supervisor or just someone who has lived experience and for whom these are their concerns. Through the variety of different types of training programs that we have, because we have a variety of programs, people can learn about this mysterious disease called substance use disorder. They learn about the relationship of this disease with other recognized disorders, mental health disorders. They learn how to create, again, that conversation around these topics. Mm -hmm. And then they are able to provide structure in terms of introducing in their workplace, each one being different, but they look at what they have and what their aspirations are regarding these issues in terms of culture change. 
And then they come up with the, the path forward, if you will. In our organization, this type of program would work well. We There's things out there around recovery-ready workplace that's coming out of the federal government. There's something called recovery-friendly workplace initiatives that started in New Hampshire with Governor Sununu that is now a nationwide movement to bring together providers and the business community and chambers of commerce and and frontline employers and treatment providers, but the collaboration around these topics at the local level, at the state level, and at the national level is creating tremendous innovation and tremendous opportunity. And our programs just help people gain an understanding of these things. And then they're able to learn from others who are also exploring these very interesting times and approaches and and techniques. And they say, well, this would work for us. And you are gaining a support system that begins with basic knowledge and understanding, and then the opportunity to try different things based upon best practices that others are doing. We've created, Fran, a community of people across a broad spectrum, and they find that they have so much in common around these issues and by learning from others and exploring what others are doing in this community of practice, they find things that they want to try and take home and get have the support that we provide to do that and make those initiatives sustainable. That is the key. It's like, well, it's not the flavor of the month. You know, we just try it and it goes away. But this is about providing long-term support for hurting individuals in partnership with caring individuals. We're eye care (laughs) after all. And then just doing what makes sense for each community to put those things in place, provide that support on an ongoing and long-term and sustainable basis. And most of these things don't cost a lot of money, Fran. They just come from sharing, come from sharing what others are doing. Well, I want to talk a little bit about that because we do have many of our listeners are our clients and are in our network. And because we do have this partnership with iCare, I want to unpack how a customer could make this work, how an employer makes this work. If they come to realize they have a need, right? Yeah. And they're really, as you mentioned, they're looking at recovery workplace uh, right. solutions. So trying to bring people back, but I want to make sure it's a safe and proactive workplace. I want to make sure that we're checking the box on psychological safety and things like that. But we also want to look at the health and well-being of our workforce. So I'd like you to add to this component, and this is the way I see it from my vantage point as a health and wellness service provider. So in health and wellness, we're very proactive in our approach to designing work structures, workplace experiences, even that, you know, the look and feel of the workplace itself, let alone the programming to really support and help your employees feel like they're in the best place where they can thrive. Yes. However, in addition to that, you have existing or pre-existing situations Mm -hmm. where you have to react to them, right? Sometimes employees show up and they don't know they're about to have a heart attack. 
That's right. They don't know that because of what they've been doing over the last couple of years is leading them towards a stroke or, you know, high risk situation or because they've been in chronic stress for so long, they're going to react because they don't have the resources to support themselves. Absolutely. That's where eye care comes in because everybody doesn't do that work. Right. right? But that's where eye care shows up. So, Cheryl, if you can paint the picture then. If we have uh, uh, someone who's on the line that, okay, yeah, I know that I need to create what everybody's calls a well-team culture for my employees, future thinking. But I also know when I look at my EAP numbers or my medical numbers, I've got some folks who are really at high risk. How do we then bring in eye care you know, with along with aerobodies to really support our workforce. So again, we provide solutions. So there are a variety of things underneath that that can be utilized. But if we looked at a systematic approach in terms of what would be the best practice, well, we have created a customized health risk assessment that looks at three mental health factors and two relating to substance misuse and addiction. It's a custom, we call it a healthy self-checkup. We use that, Fran, when working with a client company to get a snapshot of the organization's readiness for change. If you're familiar with the a readiness for change model, Prochesca and DiClemente, they basically said there are stages of change that individuals go through when confronting these issues. Are we contemplative, pre-contemplative, ready to take action, those types of things. So yes, we can address individual needs, but to support the organization to create this long-term sustainable sustainable change. Let's take a snapshot before we do anything. It's like a needs assessment. Where's the organization now? And then the individuals participating in that can see where they are personally with respect to these sometimes scary topics, right? Regular needs assessments don't always look at all of these factors, but they look at, as you know, sleep and weight management and dietary considerations. But this customized health risk assessment just looks at these behavioral health issues. So with that information in mind, of course, the individuals have their awareness now raised, which is one of the prevention approaches you mentioned, proactive versus reactive. And this continuum of care awareness is part of prevention. So the individuals are now more aware. The organization has a snapshot of where their population is with respect to these topics. And then we can come in gently with education like lunch and learns and management training to, again, create the beginning of the conversation around these issues. We can provide trainers to lead these uh, training sessions online or live, if that can be arranged. But then we also have through our train the trainer program, the ability to train an individual in house 
to lead on an ongoing basis, lunch and learns or management training or coordinate with existing resources like your EAP programs and other existing health and wellness practitioners to bring in programs and initiatives that, again, may already be a part of what the organization has. So it allows, again, the customization or the utilization of existing resources, but you have the support to reach out and connect with external providers of these services as well. Through iCare, we provide certified professional recovery coaches. We provide certified facilitators for addiction awareness, or we can provide training through Train the Trainers for the organization to have their in-house practitioner uh, facilitator. And real quickly, I'll give you an example of how this worked with a large co company that you maybe have, have heard of, Oracle. It's a large technology company. One of our graduates is in long-term recovery. She came through our program to become a certified professional recovery coach because she wanted to establish herself as a practicing recovery coach on the side. She was so impressed with the program. She also wanted to begin to train inside her company around these issues. So she went through our certified facilitator program. She approached her organization, the HR department, the, the safety uh, people, the wellness people, the communications people. She said, hey, I this is something that's important to me. I can do this. Long story short, under their health and wellness umbrella, she started a group providing training around these topics. And she had somewhere between four and 600 employees wow. begin to attend her sessions, which were basically just, it was, a, they, they presented it as an affinity group. I love that. And I think what I care, I, I love about the most is that so often, I'm sure you see this a lot in your work too, that employers are struggling with what do I do? Yes. I know that people are struggling with mental health. I yes. know that people need a solution. Yes. But what I love about what you just shared is they, they, they did not, that Oracle did not deduce that to a widget. No. Or no. something on the wrist. No. Folks. Yep. If you don't get anything else walking away from this conversation, if you don't get anything else, I've been doing health and wellness for almost 30 years, and it still blows my mind how we want to, as a society, to do well-being, mm -hmm. care of self, mm -hmm. health, medical, mental, emotional, physical well-being to a gadget solution of technology or a checkbox. And what Cheryl has just shared in that phenomenal oral case study is the fact that this organization recognized that we need to do something beyond yep. a gadget because we're dealing with lives. And what we saw as a representation of that is hundreds of people saying, yeah. my life matters yes. and a gadget ain't going to do it. Right. You know, and a, a, that, app is not going to do it. 
And Oracle is a technology company. They are a technology company. But they recognize that while there may be a place, but people need people. And individuals with lived experience who are safe to talk about this Mm -hmm. with company support, basically, but not the fear of going through the HR department and, you know, and all that comes with that. But people helping people because they care and can relate to these issues with someone who can relate to them because they've lived it. And that individual with proper training, with certification, can be the point person to create these programs and initiatives and have great, tremendous success. Big companies and small, Fran, we work with construction companies, we work with restaurateurs, it crosses all types of companies, size, demographic groups. Some of our Healthy Self Checkup is available in Spanish. And we continue to grow to meet the needs of our customers in partnership with great organizations like yours. So thank you so much for giving me the opportunity to just kind of peel the curtain back a little bit and allow people to peep in. But there's so much more that we have that we could share. Um, But this has been great. <laughs> well, and I'm, I'm going to invite you back because we didn't even get to what's new for 2024, for one. We didn't get to, you know, what I'd love to unpack when I have you come back is let's talk about maybe one specific case study and mm-hmm. maybe one, two, or three specific solutions that people can implement. I think that's our next conversation. I definitely want to have you come back. Folks, you need to recognize this is not a one-stop, one-stop. No. Uh, solution. This is going to be an ongoing need. Mm-hmm. Um, and Cheryl is absolutely, I mean, there's so much you said, Cheryl. I, I could talk to you all day, but <laughs> she's absolutely right. I just sat in on a workforce development um, return to work, um, you know, basically just an overview that DHS, Department of Homeland Security, did a couple of weeks ago. And she's right. To bring people back to work, mm-hmm. it's going to take more than just opening your doors. You really do have to think about this strategically. And I think that, you know, what iCare is doing, our work with them as a strategic partner, what we're trying to do around proactivity in the workplace is a great start of solution. And this is a great episode. If you get a chance, rewind it, listen to it again, because she dropped some golden nuggets that you definitely need to hear. Cheryl, thank you so much for being with me today. It was my honor, my pleasure, my privilege. And thank you for the work that you're doing, Fran, to make it possible. Absolutely. And remember, folks, if you joined us today, I'm your host, Fran Dean Bishop from AeroBuddies, Inc. of the Optimized Workplace. And remember, it's many, meaning small, monumental moments like mental health support that make the biggest difference in your life every day. Have a great day, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of The Optimized Workplace. For more insights and resources, visit theoptimizedworkplace.co. If you enjoyed this episode, please help spread the word and share with those who will enjoy it as well. See you soon.